Welcome to this very tired edition of our podcast. We are both tired. We are both tired. We got up early in the morning. And we're both officially old because we had our birthdays. We're old. It's all bad. Yeah. I just want a nap. It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to this podcast. We're just, just going to take a nap. Mm-hmm. It's going to be like an hour of dead air. So we'll, we'll check back in with you later at the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Please, even our naps wouldn't be an hour. We always go beyond that. <laughs> Welcome to the special seven-hour-long podcast. No, I'm just saying that our podcasts usually aren't even like at an hour. They're longer than that. Oh, yeah, so true. It would be longer dead air. Because <sighs> uh, it's us. But yeah, we're very tired, so if you hear us like... If I if some yawn slip in that I don't edit out, <laughs> that's why. Yep. Uh, anyways, hello, welcome. This is the seasonal anime checkup OVA. It's a podcast where we have conversations about anime, video games, manga, those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. I'm Jared, joined by my incredibly sleepy co-host. <laughs> that's Ladium. Hello. And today, we're not going to be talking about anything that's sleep-related. Unfortunate. Because we would just fall asleep. That's true. We're going to be talking about an anime and a manga that came out, or at least the anime came out two years ago in 2016. And we had promised that we'd talk about it a couple weeks ago, but it didn't happen. So we're back. Some things happened. You know, sometimes you binge-watch something else. You're like, oh, we should talk about this while the the oven's hot. (laughs) While the fire is still burning. And the manga is ongoing, right? Yes. Like it's supposed to end really soon. Yeah, the manga is set to to end in March. And that's about the same time when they're going to do the four episode OVAs that will wrap up the anime as well. Good, good. Which I still understand how they're going to wrap that thing up with four episodes. (laughs) Considering they have like... Probably... at least 130 chapters to get in within four episodes. Oh, boy. So, yeah, it might be a a bit tough. They might have to gloss over some things, or it'll be a lot of montages. (laughs) Or those (laughs) things will just be, like, hour-long episodes. Who knows? Yeah, I would say they might go the K-drama route and just make everything an hour. Yeah. But anyways, that's then. This is now. We are going to talk about Real Life. And discuss it because you recently watched the the anime adaptation because the dub also recently came out, I think, a few months back. Yeah, I think I started it in October because that's when I started going to the gym. Uh-huh. And so I was watching it on my iPad when I was at the gym on the treadmill. <laughs> so October is when I started it and I just recently finished it. As you do, you watch anime while on the treadmill. I mean... It makes it a lot more tolerable. Well, true. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, I'm just bored out of my mind. Uh, the manga originally debuted in October of 2013. So this has been going on for quite some time. And it's, wow. it's, I think it's weekly, or at least like the the translations are weekly. So that's the reason why there's like 200 plus chapters now. <laughs> That span a long length of time. Like, like the anime is actually a pretty decent representation of the manga. I think 
we were just talking about this, like it covers about the first 110 chapters, which seems like a lot con- considering like, you know, most manga to anime adaptations aren't necessarily that thorough for 13 episodes. Yeah. But these are like, these aren't necessarily like actual like manga, I guess like the normal way you would read manga where it's like, you know, 20 pages of, you know, frames here and there. These are more like comic strips, I think in a sense. It's a weird thing. To, if you saw it, you'd understand it, I think, a little bit more than me explaining it, I think, is the key thing. But it's not traditional manga in the in the way that most people think of manga. Yeah, I mean, when I looked at it, because I have I have it on my computer, I just haven't read it. Um, yeah. It definitely doesn't look like a traditional manga at all. It looks a lot more like um, like Korean comic strips. I don't know what those look like. <laughs> Basically like this. <laughs> All right. I only know that because like the manga app I use basically will pull in a bunch of like Korean comics as well that are translated into English. Oh, huh. So like they have like they're they're all like they're usually also colorized and have like the same style and flow, so I think that's the reason. But yeah, like it, it isn't necessarily like traditional manga. That's the key point. But I think that's how they kind of get away with doing, like, that many chapters for the anime. Mm-hmm. Because they're not necessarily, like, super long. Like, each chapter isn't a long length of, like, reading through. Like, you could you could read through one of those in, like, a minute or two. It's not going to take you that long. I but would if I weren't so sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also, like, real good stuff. Like, if you, I mean, if you were going into this and, like, you are like, hey, I watched the anime in 2016 would i like the manga like yeah you probably would like it's for adaptations wise like this is a really good one of those like there's not a lot of stuff that's cut out like the only thing that's really different between the anime and the manga is the ending in particular in like regards to a certain reveal and even then like it's not like the manga just takes that and like pushes it a little bit further away but not by much it's just like the anime kind of had like slotted in where it had to because of just like how the time constraints were for that like that episode essentially I think but we'll get to that in the course of this episode I guess like another interesting thing about this series specifically the anime is that when it came out it was all released at once like all 13 episodes were dumped at the same time and Specifically for anime, like, it's it's something that I can't say I've necessarily seen a lot or really, like, recognize, like, anyone else doing that. Like, even, bef- like, before this, this happened and even really after. Like, a lot of people just don't really, they don't dump their series out in this way, specifically for anime. Like, I mean, you see that mostly for, like, Netflix shows or a lot of, like, American or English-speaking streaming-style shows where it's just like, oh... Uh, here's our new season of blah, 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 blah. Uh, all 12 episodes are now available for streaming. You can go binge watch them to your heart's desire. While it's an- like, a, like Stranger Things did that. Yeah, exactly. While anime just kind of sticks to more, you know, traditional televised we- schedule we- where it's weekly and that's how you get all of your episodes. You get them piecemeal. Well, but with this, it's the rare exception where it's, oh, here's the entire season. Go for it. Have at it. Which is interesting because, 
as you were just saying, the manga is not really traditional either. So True. nothing about this series is very traditional. Yeah. But that's not necessarily a bad thing. No, 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 no. I would, I would definitely say so. Like, I would I, actually say the opposite. I think it's a good thing. Yeah, I remember when it came out and like they, this happened. I was like, it made me, it made me question the quality of it, mm-hmm. just because I was unfamiliar with like this being a thing at all in Japan. So I was like, does that mean it's even any good if they're just releasing it all at once? Like, that seems a little questionable, but, you know, going through the entire series, like, no, it, it was totally fine. It's just, you know, for whatever reason, they decided to throw this all out there at once. I guess they had already had it all done, so here you go. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the same thing for, like, how it was released over here, where I think Crunchyroll basically, they had the entire series up on the first day that it was released. But then, like, for, like, non-paying subscribers, they would release each episode weekly. Mm-hmm. So for like the free members, you would get it like the same, the same way every other show would be happening. But if you were like a premium member, hey, you get all the episodes right away. And of course, if you buy the, the home release, that's just that's just the way those things go. You're getting <laughs> it all at once. I mean, not even necessarily. Sometimes you have to buy sets, but this True. was only thirteen episodes, so. So if they're if they're making you buying more than one version of this, that you're getting ripped off. Yeah. But thankfully, that's not the case. But yeah, it's a lot of a lot of the ways like the revolve around you know the way we consume media for this series is non traditional, and I think you brought mm-hmm. up a good point in saying that. But anyways, we should, we should talk about what the show's about. We should. We should. Essentially, the premise is you know, hey, if you are down on your luck and you're in your late twenties. You've, you're out of college, you're, you're now in your employment section of life, and things aren't going well for you, and maybe you've, like, lost your job, or you're having trouble, like, just trying to find a job, or some other issue pertaining to your personality, or yada, 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 there's this group called Relife, and they will give you the opportunity to take a year, you go back to high school, relive that and in the hopes of that helping you get out of whatever funk you're in or helping you overcome whatever sort of problems you might have in a way that will make you a better represent better representative of society and you are bribed with like a year of all your expenses are paid Mm -hmm. and there's a potential of a job at the end yes which that's that's a key point it's a potential of a job at the end yeah yeah but we, they do put that out there. They're like, all right, you get your expenses and potential of a job. But for somebody who doesn't have a job, you're like, oh, potential. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, and as we see, like, through the course of the series, like, you know, it's not a guarantee. Yeah. And basically, we we kind of follow through with a few core characters. So the main character is Arata. He's the main protagonist. He's the the character that you were following as he goes through the real life program after he kind mm-hmm. of basically left his his job after college after three months and then is now just kind of going unemployable. Yeah, unemployable and also just like scraping by with part time jobs here and there because he can't necessarily pass a job interview for for some reason. <laughs> also worth mentioning he has a graduate degree in something. Yeah. It's a weird thing we were mentioning uh, before we went on air. Is just they mentioned that 
Like, oh, you went to college, tried to go out and find a job, didn't necessarily find something you liked, went back and got a graduate degree, and then went and back into the employment field. But they never mentioned exactly like what he went for. Which is strange. And also just because like when he goes back to high school, like there's never like any subject or anything that he seems to excel at. <laughs> Which makes yeah. it all the more suspect. <laughs> he just forgot everything. It is weird. No, it, it's just bizarre to me because, like, I'm trying to remember. I had my graduate degree at 25. Yes, at 25. And some of you may or may not know, but I have a master's in public history. Mm-hmm. So to me, like, he's 27. He has a graduate degree in something. But he doesn't seem to excel in anything. <laughs> like, what did you get this degree in? Like, what are you good at? It's like the biggest mystery of this show for me. <laughs> like, it's literally something that I cannot stop thinking about since I started watching the show. Like, he mentions it a few times. Like, oh, I have a graduate degree. It's like, what is it in? What do you want to no do? No one life? knows. <laughs> <laughs> It's it, like everything that he does is so either like he fails at it or it's very, very generic. So they don't clarify what he does or wants to do. Yes, yeah, it's, it's very strange. I'm hoping that like with the manga coming to an end here soon and with the way the manga has gone, which we'll get into a little bit later on, that yeah. eventually they will address that. <laughs> <laughs> or it'll just be like, eh, what ifs? I mean, maybe they're purposefully trying to make it like an enigma of the show because they want it to be like somewhat relatable. I guess. I don't know. Maybe. Because I, I mean, honestly, like as somebody who like does have a graduate degree and I, I have a job, but not really a fulfilling job, um, I could see somebody saying, "Hey, we'll take care of everything, living expenses for a year." I'd be like, "Yeah, I'd probably do that." <laughs> and I know that like. I don't know how Japan works with graduate degrees, but to get into graduate school, you have to take a GRE, which is like a generalized educational test with mm-hmm. like math and uh, like literature and grammar and that kind of thing. Right. And so like I've recently done this stuff to the point that I know that I can do it. So <laughs> <laughs> anyway, logistical questions. The true mystery of the, of the series. What's the graduate degree? <laughs> what the heck? does Arata do? What does he want to do with his life? What does he want to be when he grows up? No one knows. Nobody knows. But as of right now, it's nothing. He does nothing except for part-time jobs and drinks and smokes a lot. And is sad because all of his friends have jobs and he doesn't. Yep, he gets real sad. (laughs) I mean, he gets to the point where, like, he's faking going out. Like, he, he has a suit just to go out with his friends and act like he still has a job. Yeah. Oh, it's really, really. It's rough. I don't want to say. I don't want to say it's pathetic, but it's pathetic. Yeah. So. But and that, like his mom's calling him, and it's it's. And they cut him off. It's sad. It's really sad. I felt bad for him. But eventually, after one night of of drinking and hooting and hollering with his friends, and lying his face off, lying his face off, uh, he meets Rio, mm-hmm. who is a member of real life and basically offers him 
the opportunity to join the program for a year to change his ways, essentially. Yep. And that's how our whole story shoots off. He gets to be a third year in high school again. He gets to be a third year in high school and gets very surprised at understanding how high school works again after being away for like 10 years. I imagine if I went back to high school now, I'd be surprised. Oh, yeah, totally. Like there's there there is a moment that is very relatable. <laughs> I guess for like people our age where I think it's in the second episode. Is it the cell phone one? It's the cell phone part. Yeah, when when that happened, he's like everybody has their cell phones. And like I and, was like, "Oh my gosh." And she's who pulls out her cell phone. It's like, "Hey, give me your number." He's like, "What are you doing? You can't pull out your cell phone. The teachers are going to get it and confiscate it." That's what happened to us. If you had your cell phone, yeah. it got confiscated. And this is in the time before like cell phones were actual like smartphones. It was just like you have your shitty little <laughs> Motorola flip phone. Your razor. You have to press like all the buttons three times to actually get to a letter. You you get on the the worst type of internet possible. Oh God, I always try to avoid pressing the internet button because I get charged so much money. I'm like, no, no, abort mission. I didn't mean to press that button. And, then, and yeah, of course, like teachers back then were just like, you can't have your cell phone out. You're what? No, but it was extremely relatable when that happened because yeah. I yeah. also would yeah. be like that. If I saw somebody with a cell phone in high school today, I'd be like, oh my God, you can't have that out. And like, I mean, I'm a professor and I still don't want people's phones out. Right. But I feel like they're probably way more lenient about it nowadays than they were back when we were in high school. Makes sense. But yeah, like that part is that part's extremely relatable and very funny. <laughs> Which, like, granted, like, hey, it's a high, it's a, it's a, it's a show in a series set around a high school and all that sort of stuff. But it's an adult protagonist, which is you know, like we talked about before on previous episodes, it's a rare thing, and it's always good to see, like, hey, here's an anime with an adult protagonist. And there's actually more than one adult in yes. this series. Even if they do have the bodies of like 17 year olds, they're still adults. And it's so rare, but it's there's so much that these characters do that I'm like, oh God, that's really relatable. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Mm-hmm. And like sometimes it made me question my own life. <laughs> <laughs> like maybe I'm pathetic. Ah, oh, all right. <laughs> Existential crisis because of anime. As you do. Uh, also, in the first episode, he goes to the school for the first time, obviously. Yeah. Uh, has the first day fun times where he meets the, the other, you know, relatively more major characters in the show. He meets Chizuru. He meets Oga. He meets Reina. He meets... On. Is, it, is that how they pronounce it? On? On. Okay. I was... I, I That was one of the things I was like... I need to give pronunciation on this because I don't know how to pronounce it. Yeah, they pronounce it on. That makes sense series. since it's spelled um, A-N. Yeah, like uh, like how they do on in Persona 5. Which makes no sense. Yeah, but it does make sense after like hearing this because it would make sense that like that's how the Japanese think of like on as this. And so they would see A-N-N and be like, oh, it's the same but pronunciation. But then they spell it in, J- J- in the Japanese version as A-N-N-E, so makes it even less the- makes sense. The only proper way to spell Anne, let's be real. Yeah, true. 100%. Mm-hmm. So he meets On, who's also a transfer student. Yep. And and adorable. And then also Rio's in this class as well, which gives him a real fright. <laughs> yeah, he kind of panics when he sees him. 
which also we should clarify that like there's a catch to the real life program where mm-hmm. you know you can have all this uh after the year's up everyone that you've interacted with is going to get their memories wiped they won't remember who you are yep if you tell anyone about the program or any particulars about it you get your memory wiped and you don't remember anything that happened in the last year yep. and you're automatically cut out of the program obviously if you get your memory wiped but yeah he has fun first day experiences like bringing a pack of cigarettes to school <laughs> accidentally oh that was funny his teacher was so mad well i didn't bring my pencils but i brought my smokes <laughs> and he's like and it takes him a while just to get back into like oh i'm a high school student because he's like she's like what are these and he's like they're cigarettes why wouldn't oh. i have these <laughs> oh don't goof like that don't bring cigarettes to school you'll get you'll get caught also just don't have cigarettes in general that's, yeah that's true yeah, they're gross. Blech. Blech. But that's essentially the first episode. It gives you kind of like a an idea of what the show's going to be about. I think that they start the exams in this one because the second sense, episode yeah. talks more about the exams. But I think they start like the exam to see like aptitude at this point. Because if he meets up with Chizuru and has that discussion about the cell phones, that's at the end of that day. So because he has mm-hmm. to go to the the staff office to get yelled at <laughs> for the cigarettes. Yep. Which leads us to episode two. Yep. The Deuce. Don't say that. The Deuce. No, don't say that. Episode Duh. Duh is fine. Duh. Which essentially, like we said, it's kind of like the 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 extension of that first day where, you know, they have the exams. Well, is that kind of like after the exams and all that sort of stuff? Uh, Arata kind of gets more acquainted with the people around him. So he gets to know everyone that sits around him a little bit better he understands that like reyna gets real competitive about wanting the silver pin mm-hmm. and also gets real sad when she doesn't win yeah you have to have the silver pin to uh to be class rep and uh you you start to see a hint of um what's his name the guy who's the rep with the Oga. That's his oh, last name, yeah. but what's his? Oh, Kazuomi. Um, you start to get a hint at that there's some kind of relationship between Reina and him. They have a history as well here. They have a history. There's mm-hmm. something there, but we don't know what it is yet. But she's mad because she didn't get representative. Yeah, because like the silver pin is like makes you class representative, and also you get like just crazy benefits as well. Like oh, all Thanks. all your lunch is free for that semester and like all kinds of like stuff like that that's so nice (laughs) free lunch yeah you get perks you also learn this episode that chizuru is really awkward yeah (laughs) because she goes she goes to get lunch but she doesn't have any money she's like hey what if you just give me lunch for free and the the, like the lunch people are like no So Arta's like, here's a thousand yen. Like, go get yourself some eating. She's like, no, I can't take this. This is a lot of money. What are you doing? I could feed myself with 300. Stop this. <laughs> and he's like, what? Just just take the money, please. You're fine. It's so awkward. And then afterwards, like, he has to go to the, the staff office, like we said, because he got in trouble with the cigarettes, gets reprimanded by their homeroom teacher, and then meets her outside of, like, the, the staff office, essentially. And that's where they kind of like chit chat 
afterwards and they do the the cell phone thing and he's basically like you don't really under, you don't really aren't good at communicating with people are you and also <laughs> he learns how of her fantastic smiling ability oh boy oh boy um her her smiles are they're creepy <laughs> she tries but she can't do a, she can't smile like forcefully yeah it's it's horrific um, is this the episode where we also find out that, like, the teacher is younger than Arata is? Yeah. Okay. Because she's, like, 25 and he's 27. He's like, oh, that's cute, but obviously <laughs> can't say that. Can't say that. <laughs> yeah, she's, man, Cheezer is so awkward. And I say that as somebody who literally has such anxiety. <laughs> But she, she tries and gets a friend out of Arata here. She does. I thought it was really, really cool that they they exchanged their phone numbers at this point and you get to learn about her, her wonderful texting skills soon. <laughs> and her fantastic line sticker usage. Yeah, I'm sad that they didn't translate everything on the texting. Um, but that's a thing that I've learned about like most Asian media is they just never want to translate the written text. I'm like, I can't read this. <laughs> well, if I got something for you, it's the manga because they translate all of that. <laughs> Yay. Uh, so that leads us to the third episode. Which I love the title of this. You're old now. <laughs> You're old now. So essentially, like one of the parts of this episode is that they're doing like these these physical activities to test themselves for gym class essentially and one of the things that rio has to tell arta is that like hey the only thing that pill does is change your appearance to make you look younger your body is still the same you as it is as it has been you're still 27 in that body and given that he smokes and drinks and doesn't do much he's out of shape he's a little out of shape so basically, I assume this is like the Japanese equivalent of like our presidential fitness. Is that is that what this probably, is? Probably yeah, because like okay. they're like going against like the national averages and stuff like that for like throw this ball some way. Here's like a forty meter dash stuff like that. Yeah, I, I figured it was like physical aptitude type yeah. tests like that because it, it just reminded me of those horrific days when I had to do the presidential fitness exam. Yeah, yeah, where I would just like helplessly hang on the on the pull-up bars like <laughs> i can never do a pull-up so yeah i couldn't either there's a bad <laughs> so essentially here is our to think like oh yeah you know when i was in i was in school i could do all this stuff not anymore no and like he teases one guy because like ah oh, you can't do any of this this is ridiculous and then he did worse than him because yeah, like they do the ball throw and like I think Oga gets like two meters and he's just like he just looks back at him with like the smuggest look <laughs> he's like oh I can do better than that and then like once he goes to throw like his shoulder like gets like jammed or something and he's like oh you threw for one meter <laughs> <laughs> and then like he also like in the the running part he's like yeah I'm doing good I'm, I'm in first I'm running real fast. Uh-oh. 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 And, like, he just trips over himself and just, like, scrapes the hell out of his of his knee. Yep. 
which I don't, I think they do this in the anime too, but like in the manga, like they just blur out the, the wound. <laughs> I don't remember them blurring the wound, but maybe they did. And then he gets princess carried away. He does get princess carried away, which was great. He was very upset. Uh, also, this episode is like, we start to see this weird tension between Reina and Chizuru because Chizuru is like, oh, our eyes keep meeting. I'm going to smile at her. That'll make her be my friend. But then her smile is awful. Yeah, so Reina's like, this girl's just mocking me now. She won the silver pin and now she's just rubbing it in my face. Like, how dare you? She unintentionally makes a rival. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's trying really hard to make friends and be nice and she gets a rival instead. It's hilarious. Uh. Uh, I don't awkwardness. Awkwardness. I don't remember anything else that happens in the episode. At least in the last series of events. Yeah, I don't remember either. I mean, obviously, there's more because that would only take up like two seconds. But only two. Se- that's that. That's it. That's the episode. It's only two seconds long. <laughs> Ow, my body. Creepy smile. The end. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next episode is kind of where things start to. To break down, pop off. pop off. That's also a key word. Uh, Chizuru continues to continues her effort to make Raina her friend with smiling. <sighs> Bad idea. No, don't do that. This episode is basically like their tension comes to a head. Like Chizuru doesn't know that this is happening, but Raina is like, "All right, I'm done." Yeah, and like that's essentially what this episode is: is just Raina being done and taking matters into her own hands. And really, it's also an episode where we kind of learn more about, like, why Reyna is so, I guess, jealous and... Driven. Driven and sees, like, sees Chizuru's arrival and also her friend, uh, what's-her-face. Let me scroll or look at this other page here. Honoka mm-hmm. as a rival. Like, is her academic rival. Honoka is her, like, athletic rival. And, and then you find out that she has feelings for what's his face yeah so that's part of why she wanted to be the representative mm-hmm. is so that she could be with him and jesus took it away from her essentially reyna is very stubborn which you learn throughout the course of the series essentially and she doesn't like especially right here she doesn't have a lot of like confidence in herself hashtag relatable stubborn. <laughs> social anxiety i got this so really that just like that brings this tension between Raina and Chizuru up to like just a boiling point where well, on Raina's side Chizuru is like just completely oblivious to all of this. Yeah she has no idea that any of this is happening like she keeps trying to smile at her because she's like oh yeah this is working. And I think at one point she texts Arthur like I think I'm really starting to get it. I'm, I'm really getting to her like we're going to be friends. <laughs> and he's just like I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm not really seeing it but okay. You're trying. You're doing all right. And then, of course, like this comes to a head at the like the end of the episode where, like, all three of them are at school late at night for whatever for various reasons. Uh, Reina sees that Chizuru's in the staff room getting help, and she sees that her bag's still like outside of the staff room, and she mm-hmm. decides she's gonna take it and just to try and like mess with her do something like do. that yeah as you do obviously 
And like once she's going down the stairs, like she meets up with Arata and he's like, oh, hey, what are you doing here so late? Uh, I, I, you know, I, I was in the self-study room because I've been failing all these tests and have to keep retaking them and retaking them and retaking them. <laughs> do, do you know where I returned this key? And she's like, I, I got to go. I, I, I can't be here. And like as soon as like she starts like walking by him, he sees uh, the green bag, which he knows is Chizuru's, and he's like, "Oh, uh, wait, just uh, a ding dong minute." A <laughs> <laughs> ding dong minute. That's not your bag. Excuse you. So he kind of figures out what's happening. And she's like, "No." Yeah, and like, and then she's like tries to get away again, but they're on like the steps as while they're like struggling with each other. And then they both fall down the steps. And that's how we end the episode. It's that's just how you end the down, episode. Down Clunk. the stairs. Which thankfully the next episode picks up right where we leave off. Yeah, it, it helps. Because especially when you watch them in a row, which is good. Like that's how they were released. And that's how I watched it. It wasn't like a whole lot of tension of like, what's going to happen? <laughs> like, yeah, they fell down the stairs. Here we go. Here's Here's the conclusion of that story. Which essentially they wake up in the infirmary. It's Arata and Reyna. Mm-hmm. They had both been like knocked out for like a, a little bit. It's, it's funny in the manga, like the the nurse is like, "Yeah, you fell down the stairs, you lost consciousness. Also, you 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 suffered a small concussion." <laughs> it's like, how do you know that? <laughs> I'm glad you have like an MRI machine in your nurse state nurse station here that you can just like detect concussions out out of out of the blue. I mean, that's convenient. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> I wish that, like, my school nurse had been like that. I wish that my, like, university doctor was like that. (laughs) They don't have any of that stuff. So, yeah, he wakes up before she does, and then, like, he... And then, like, the nurse is like, Hey, uh, Chizuru found you guys. Got us all aware of it. We brought you here. And then also she brought brought you guys' bags so you can go home whenever. And then he notices, hey, the green bag's gone. So, yeah, it was Chizuru's. Yep. And he he kind of sits there and waits for for Reyna to wake up just to be like to make sure a she's okay, and then b be like yo dude what the f-? a little bit of lecturing a little bit of lecturing yeah <laughs> yes hi like, hello right. I'm a seventeen year old giving you a lecture clearly <laughs> he's the uh, the adult one with the smokes it's, it's, that can give lectures it's true that's kind of like becomes a thing that he just does for like. He becomes like the super lecturer for like all these high school kids whenever like they have problems and stuff. He's like, time to give unsolicited advice. So he basically kind of like pokes and prods at her, be like, "Why are you doing this? Like, what's what's going on between you two? Because he he's obviously not like super aware because she's bottling this all up and everything. Right. And he's like, he basically gives her this huge lecture of being like, "Hey, you know, if you go down this road." There's not much coming back from it. Like, you're not going to be pleased with yourself. If you end up beating her, it's not going to feel as rewarding as if you'd done this, like, the the way you had been going. Like, you've been working hard all this time. Like, don't go and screw it up just for the sake of, like, jealousy and dumb stuff like that. And then she, like, she starts kind of freaking out at him, like, why are you lecturing me? You're 17 years old. Stop that. <laughs> and he's like, uh, anyway. You also get, like... A little bit of insight into what happened at his previous job, yeah. but you don't get the full story yet. Just like little peek into it, which I think like you, that's something this series does really well. 
is that like it will tease you with like certain plot elements Uh but not give you the full story until like hey you're ready for it yeah because this one's actually really really intense Mm -hmm. and like they imply at this point like oh there was a situation in his work with bullying yeah but you don't know the extent of it and like once you get to the point where you do know the extent of it you're like oh this makes sense why he was so adamant at this point Mm -hmm. of giving her the lecture but we're not there yet we'll get there eventually yep so a little bit of teases here so essentially, yeah, he gives her like his two cents about this whole thing, and then he he kind of leaves her there and goes home, or at least yeah. attempts to, but he finds Cheezer like waiting at the gate, and she's like, "Why did Raina have my bag? That's weird, right? Like I thought we were friends. Why would she do that?" And like he he kind of tries to cover for her at first, and he's like, "Oh, I think she she thought she was gonna leave it." She, yeah, she was gonna return it to you or something, ha ha ha. And then like, she, and then Cheezer kind of buys that. It's like, oh, okay, like I, that makes more sense. And then he's like, no, wait, no, no, that that's not what happened. She she basically she took it from you. She was gonna mess with you, and she's like, what? Why? What? That doesn't make any sense. So he essentially he doesn't really explain the whole story to her because like it's not his story to tell, essentially. But he kind of, like, gives her, like, at least a bit, like, hey, like, everything's not as hunky-dory as you think it is. <laughs> Which leads Chizuru to, like, wait even longer because she decides she's going to confront Reina about all this. And at least to the showdown that's, like, the latter half of the episode of them two airing out all of their grievances, essentially. Because eventually Reina comes out and she sees Chizuru there. And Chizuru's like, hey... What's going on? Why did you take my bag? I thought I thought we were good. I thought we were friends. And like <laughs> with the way Cheezer also does it, it's like she's the most blunt way of asking this sort of stuff possible. <laughs> so at one point she's like, "Hey, do you hate me?" <laughs> <laughs> Which all the while, like Arita is like watching them from like behind a ledge, and also Rio's there because Rio has to keep tabs on Arita at all times. So he just kind of pops up out of nowhere as well. <laughs> but essentially, this scene gets Raina to kind of finally, like, express how she had been feeling about Chizuru and, like, her jealousy and feeling like that she had been making fun of her this entire time. Which is also, it kind of circles back to that Arta and the, the infirmary tells Raina, like, hey... At some point, you should ask Chizuru to, like, give you a smile. I think you'll understand why you've kind of been thinking about this the wrong way. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. So, so like, so Reyna gives, like, gives, like, this huge speech, like, I hate you. You've been making fun of me this whole time. You beat me in the, the test thing. Ah. And then she remembers what Arta said. She's like, give me a smile. And then Chizuru just gives her, like, the worst smile. And she's like, wait, do that again do it again and then she finally like it clicks for her like oh she wasn't making fun of me she's just real bad at smiling i feel like that should be the the image for this podcast is just her smile (laughs) (laughs) oh man it's a mess she tries really hard but it is bad so the end of the episode is basically reyna apologizes the the confusion's all all thrown away and also, Raina's like, hey, 
if I accept your friendship, you have to accept being my rival. And she's like, okay. And that's how we, so, we end the episode. Chizuru gets a friend. Yay, friend two. <laughs> yeah, that's true. She does have a second friend now because Arata is her friend. So episode six is where things really start to get strange. And, yeah. and reveals are going to occur. Yep. Specifically with a character we haven't been necessarily talking about, but that has been prevalent throughout like the the first five episodes, but not necessarily in the in the summaries. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, oops, sorry. Um, because he keep, he failed all of his exams and he keeps having to retake them, and he ends up in a study group with On and uh, Kazuomi, mm-hmm. who is basically like tutoring them. They're tutoring. Yeah, because they're both sucking royally at this and they keep failing they keep failing they're both transfer students hmm? mm-hmm. so um he feels like it's it's a good group to have and so on on becomes important in this episode <laughs> yeah like essentially she's she had been kind of just like a a bit character to this point where like oh she's the other transfer student and she also failed her tests so it makes sense like they would become friends in that regard like hey we're transfer students together we don't know a lot of the school we also failed our tests together we're in this together 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 blood things also kind of <laughs> go in a completely different direction that people necessarily aren't gonna expect i think yeah, I wasn't expecting it, and I was a little creeped out at first because I thought they were going to go a route <laughs> that I was like, oh, I'm really uncomfortable with this, but then I realized I'm like, Jared wouldn't have recommended this to me if he knew that there was going to be some creepy shit yeah, in there. Yeah, And so I was like, all right, I'm, I'm going to trust Jared's judgment. This is okay, because she starts being real, real touchy-feely with him. Which I think is well, like, I, I don't know specifically if I'm right about this or not, but I think in, like, at least the previous couple of episodes they had been teasing that there was a test subject before Arata. Or at least it's it's around this time. Yeah, they had mentioned it. They haven't really like They haven't really gone into it yet. Yeah, but like the hint like there's at least like a tease of it like, oh, there was someone else in this program before him. He's not the first person. So then once she starts being all bleh like she basically like confesses that she loves him and tries to make right. out with him and like which i guess we should back up and like clarify exactly what happens because <laughs> things things are weird basically it's like the weekend it, or i think it's golden week and arta is like just in his in his apartment chilling smoking and drinking and kazumomi like calls him is like hey what's going on dude how's how's golden week treating you uh how you studying you studying a lot you know, we should be. We should be. We, you know, we mentioned doing a study group this uh, week. Uh, you, you down for that? Uh, how about today? How about we're in front of your apartment? <laughs> yeah. So he's having to like throw out all the beer cans like onto his balcony at one point. <laughs> like he's he has to like do that. Uh, make sure they don't go in the fridge because it's full of beer. Yeah. Febreze the entire room and change clothes because they smell of smoke. Yep. Before he lets uh, Kazumi and on into his apartment. Which, I mean, they do have, like, their whole study group thing, and it does, like, bring up some weird issues of, you know, Arata is an adult, so, like, he has, like, this mini-disc player, and Kazuomi's like, what are these? 
<laughs> it's funny. Which, like, I don't have mini discs. I have vinyl, but I don't have mini discs, so I'm not quite that out of touch. Right. <laughs> so he has to, like, he has to kind of come up with an excuse for that, and then at one point while they're studying, On takes his calendar, which has, like, all this stuff of, like, oh, interview this day, get my CV ready for this date, and he sees that she sees all that, and he's like, oh, Frick. <laughs> it just like yanks it from her and just like throws it at the wall. Like, oh, there was a bug on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> How strange. Convenient that a bug appears right now and I have to use this item to kill it. And then at one point, uh, Kazuomi's like, oh, I'm, I'm getting a phone call. Can I go on your balcony and take it? He's like, no. no. <laughs> Dirty clothes are out there. Just take it in here. It's fine. Don't worry. Don't worry. So eventually he gets called off to his own, like, his his part-time job. And then he's like, oh, I'll just leave on with you. It'll be fine. Don't worry. Y'all both need to study. You both need to study. It'll be, it'll be okay. Don't worry. And then this is where, like, all the things get really weird where she's like, she starts confessing to him, like, oh, I saw you at the your old job at the convenience store. And I was like, love at first sight. And it's, it must be fate that brought us together here. And she's like, crawls between his legs and stuff and like oh what is happening which like rio is like is has like wiretapped him and like is eavesdropping on them just to be like hey what's he doing just to keep tabs on him and then he hears all this and he's like (laughs) he just like books it he He is rushing there and she's like coming on to him like extremely extremely like she's like oh you want to be would you want to be my boyfriend and all this stuff like you want to make out and he just like bust like Rio bust through the door and he's like Arta's like what is going on here it is worth mentioning though that Arta does like he he, he denies her he, he, he denies her so for one that made me feel good about Arta's character and two the reveal actually helps a lot too yeah though as well like anytime like he like I think she mentions like oh like don't you have anyone you have feelings for? Like, for some reason, Chizuru pops into his head. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was fun. He's like, why is she here? <laughs> Get her out of like, here. <laughs> I wonder why she's in your head, son. So Ryo busts through the door. He's like, oh, yeah, I, I have the, I have a master key to your apartment. What are you doing, On? Isn't this real bad for you to be doing this? Hmm. And it's like she still tries to play it off like, oh, it, that's weird. Why are you be talking to me? We don't really know each other. And like he's just like, hey, interfering with the subject's a real f***ed up thing to do. Stop it. <laughs> and she's like, okay, well, the jig's up. <laughs> Anyways, hello, I'm with Free Life as well. Nice to meet you. I'm also with the support staff. She's an adult as well. She is also an adult. And she is in training. Is that in air quotes? That was very much in air quotes. <laughs> <laughs> and they kind of explained like, oh, hey, you know, An was the one who kind of picked you out and was was originally supposed to be your supporter. But then, you know, for whatever reason, something changed and Rio becomes the supporter because because An hadn't wasn't necessarily ready for to be a supporter. So she's going to go through another year of training. And then I think at the end of the episode, like, they apologize to him for, like, for causing all this and then leave. And then, like, Rio, like, has, like, this monologue of being like, well, half of that was true. Half yeah. of that was a lie. 
which um, I can understand why she has to have another year of training after like coming on to him like that. Yeah. Like that is really unprofessional. <laughs> and I think as well, they also mentioned like, oh, Rio was supposed to, he had like, he had like an enormous, like a special amount of like years of training. Cause he also had like two years of training, training. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's how they try and like, they try and sell that story to him. But that leads into like the next episode where we get more about, oh, there was a, there was a first test subject. And mm, here's I a little bit more about it. Who could it be? <laughs> And there was one thing you asked me, like, do you do you know who test subject is? Uh, to test subject one is, I was like, oh yeah, I already know who it is. I figured it out. And you're like, how'd you figure it out? And I told you I my like, reason. And you're like, oh yeah, you're right. That is a good reason. Because <laughs> for me, like, if it was like when I got that review, I was like, holy sh. <laughs> <laughs> and you were just like, yeah, I figured it out halfway through. Pfft, no big deal. I was like, oh man. Well, there were two things, and I, I'm not going to mention one, but the second one is that, again, I trusted your judgment and knew they yeah, weren't going to do that. Yeah, that's the worst thing. <laughs> Dang it, my judgment was the one that spoiled it for you. <laughs> <laughs> so I already knew who it was, but it was a good episode anyway. Yeah. Uh, episode seven basically is, you know, what we talked about is, is a lot of backstory. It's, it's about Rio, you know kind of remembering about the first subject that went through last year and how essentially that subject failed real life. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's bits and pieces throughout like the series so far of like Rio having to like either tell on or himself be like, okay, you can't necessarily get that involved with the subject. And like, it doesn't really, it makes more sense through from this episode onward of like why he is like that because yeah. there was people in real life who were like, Oh, you know, it's your fault that, that this person didn't complete their real life because you either weren't hands on with them enough or you were too hands on with them. Yep. So we get a little bit of that backstory of like, okay, well the first subject failed. We don't know who, but we know that the person didn't. I do. Sh- yes, obviously we both do. We don't know <laughs> at this point though. the The person didn't change at all, so the the whole year was deemed a failure. And then we kind of get more of the backstory of how they how they decided to select Arata, and how On basically kind of really helped Rio get out of his funk. Yep. When all of this went down, which is interesting because like. I think they kind of like they cherry pick some of the stuff that happens later in the manga and threw it into this episode mm-hmm. because some of the stuff like I think um, on encouraging Rio doesn't happen this early. At least they don't reveal it happening this early. It happens like a little bit later on in the manga, if I'm remembering correctly. <laughs> it could be completely <laughs> wrong, but I feel like this was good, though, because like it was the first real humanization we got of Rio. Yeah. Because before that, he was just like, oh, you know, I'm your handler. And mm-hmm. he's kind of just like the responsible one. And he kind of teases Arata. But like you don't really get a whole lot of who he is. Because essentially and, this like, is his, what his motivations are. This is his like, in essence, it's his version of his own real life. Like he needs this is his redemption. Yeah. To show like, hey, you know. I screwed I up this. the first time, like, but we can. I can do this this time. It'll be fine. No worries. 
I really like this episode for that because up until that point, Rio was pretty one dimensional yeah. and we kind of understand more of who he is. And, and I like that. Actually, we get more on on as well. Yeah. You get um, both of them. Yeah. You know, a great, great amount, which definitely helps because those characters needed to be humanized. So they wouldn't just be like, you know, one dimensional handlers or like essentially robots at some point. Yeah. I mean, because before this episode, they kind of can't, <laughs> let me try that again take two kinda came across as um like i don't know i'm trying to think of the words it seems kind of like just a scientific experiment they're very right. like unattached they're very they're, generic they're not, yeah they are generic um like it's like generic science character right and these are like their little mice that they watch run around, but they don't actually give a crap about them. And like at this point you realize, oh, they do. They actually care about their mm -hmm. subjects quite a bit and they care what happens to them. And it's not just because of their job that is important too, but. But I mean, they're spending a year of their life with these people. So like, yeah, you're going to, they're going to get attached at some point. Yeah. So I, I really like this episode. It was one of my favorites just because it gave them so much more depth. And like it, and trust me, like, this is a good starting point for their humanization, and it really helps, like, just throughout the entirety of the series. Yeah. Because there's a lot of, like, there are emotional bits, like, even that are happening now in the manga that without this episode or without, like, this series of events that had occurred in the series at all, like, they would not be as impactful if they did not humanize those two in this way. Also, I don't remember if it was this episode or the previous episode, but On also reveals that she's been, like, purposefully failing her exams just to spend time with him. Yeah, and, and like, she's like, you know, oh, well, Rio's been basically kind of been like, oh, you shouldn't be doing this. You're getting too involved. D. <laughs> she's like, yeah, I can pass really easy. Because I think, like, the next time they go back, or, like, they go back to school after Golden Week, they do, like, the makeup exams again. She's like, oh, yeah, I passed all of them. It's fine. <laughs> He just like looks at her like, you cheater, you liar. He's so mad. Which I mean, fair. She did lie for a significant portion of time about whether or not she was actually good at this. That's true. Yeah. Uh, episode eight starts a new arc of drama. Drama. Drama, drama, drama. Uh, the volleyball arc. Which also involves Reyna. <laughs> Reina is not privy to drama. <laughs> <laughs> so essentially, like, Arata is, again, in more makeup tests. He has more of them because these are, like, midterms he had to make up. And also, uh, Honoka is there because she also isn't that great at taking tests, but she's she's the ace of the volleyball team. She's very athletic and all that sort of stuff, but she still has to go through all the stuff, all these, like, makeup tests because they don't, they don't grant her exemptions or anything like that. So those two kind of become acquainted with each other i guess that would be the way to describe it through doing the makeup test together yeah this is when you start learning more about her mm -hmm. and then we get like a scene of the other members of the volleyball club like making fun of her because like oh it's fine she'll just do all the work she's the one that's gifted here we don't have to do that much and then like reina like overhears them and like just tears them up because reina and hanukkah are really good friends and all that sort of stuff and they're besties yeah. and eventually it gets to the point where like she is or Hanukkah is really 
trying to study and get these makeup exams passed to the point where she is overexerting herself and she shows up to like school one day and she's like really out of it like really tired like the the nurse is kind of like are you okay you should you should probably go home she's like no it's fine i'll go to club i passed the exams i'm good now (laughs) she goes to like practice and then like she's doing something and like passes out and like falls into the card full of volleyballs and while this is happening like reina is coming down off of like a serve or a spike or something and lands on one of the balls and sprains her ankle yep and now their friendship is is in shambles oh no (laughs) (laughs) which i actually forgot all about this episode Whoops. Whoops. Like, I, I remember the parts after it, but I didn't remember anything about, like, the studying or the accident. Like, it, I just really forgot about this episode. <laughs> Whoops. Um, although it is very reminiscent of my high school days because I also had a volleyball incident when I was in high school. <laughs> what kind of volleyball incident did you have? Um, I was playing volleyball in summer gym, and... Um, my boyfriend at the time decided that I like I went to get the ball and I fell and I, I hit it. So I did the right thing, but I fell. And he decided that instead of like just letting the ball go, that the right answer was to step on me. What to the use what? <laughs> to use me as leverage to get to the ball and it ended up like really messing up my ankle. And so I got to sit out gym for the rest of the summer, but also like I had to go get an X ray and all because he stepped on me. <laughs> What the fuck? So put like all his body weight and my body weight onto my ankle. What? (laughs) What? (laughs) So that's my volleyball experience. Your volleyball ankle story. Yep. I think hers is better. Also, like there is at some point, I don't remember exactly when this is, but Chizuru has been having issues of like trying to figure out what's going on with her. Because, like, she starts searching up, like, why is my heart beating fast? <laughs> and then the search is like, did you mean love? <laughs> Which, like, if if it's, like, if you really search it, it's going to be like, you're dying. It's like, here's heart palpitations. You're dying. Send help. Yeah, I mean, I got all kinds of crazy things when I searched about my high heart rate. So I, I didn't get love. <laughs> uh, and also, like, she had been, I think, sitting with, uh, with, Hanukkah and Reina at, at lunch mm-hmm. because of that because beforehand she had been like kind of alone at lunch and at one point Arta's like hey Rio why don't you go sit with uh, Chizuru she's lonely you you sit alone as well it would be great you could be friends he's like so good at making people befriend each other or just be honest really. or true yeah uh, and also there is I think a point where like Chizuru starts to be like she doesn't really like on yeah because like cause, i wonder why because on will come at like random points and like when they're walking to school together and it's like cling to arata and mm-hmm. then she's just be like oh it's brazen glasses girl <laughs> and just, like, does, it just refuses to learn her name and that's the thing that she mentions early is that she doesn't usually learn people's names mm-hmm. which is the difference between her and arata because arata's like oh yeah i remember this person's name and, and she's like how do you do that what <laughs> but she refuses to learn ons because she i wonder why she wouldn't like on hmm. Hmm. Well, hmm might it have to be with that high heart rate hmm 
True. So eventually, this ties back into the last episode and into the next episode, which we're going to talk about, because the rift between Reina and Hanukkah has an effect on Shizuru, because now she doesn't really have anyone to sit at sit with at lunch, because those two aren't being friendly with each other. Like, the one time Hanukkah sits with her, she's, like, very out of it and also, like, very vague about what's happening. And Chizuru starts to get very concerned about things. And, like, Arta as well kind of, like, starts to pick up on, like, you know, something's wrong here. Like, like these... I don't know exactly what's happening, but something's happening. And then also there's a point where... Arata kind of stays after for a bit, but then leaves and leaves uh, Reina and Kazumi together because he's like, hey, "I'm gonna get them two together. All right, I'm an old man." <laughs> and this is like right after Reina had come back from like the hospital and learning like the diagnosis of her ankle and all that, and like she hadn't really told anyone. So like Kazumi is very, to be fair, he's very dense about a lot of things. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> He's, like, one of the smartest dudes in class, obviously, because he's the class rep, but, man, he's dense. He doesn't understand love or just relationships at any point, so he doesn't understand that anything's happening with Raina at all. He's just kind of just sitting back there with her and, like, oh, I'm just going to do my math studies here, la-da-da-da-da. <laughs> and she's like, go home, please. And eventually, like, they go, they both go to leave at the same time. He's like, oh, you want to go home together? And she's like, no, I want it. Just let me go. And like, she starts like she like falls over, and he basically thinks like she just hurt herself right there, mm-hmm. and then basically kind of helps her out of the school, and like sees her and like when she falls over, she like starts crying, and he's like, oh, what's what what happened? Are you okay? Help, help! <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> and then later on, like, Cheezer comes to Arta and be like. Look, something's happened with these two. I don't know what it is. I don't know if I should be able to help them or not. Because I think... Fix it. (laughs) Yeah. Because she goes to... She goes to Arata's place, I think, to talk to him Mm -hmm. about this. And this is where we kind of get some insight into Chizuru. Where she talks about, like, there was a bullying incident last year when she was at school. And she decided to intervene on it. But the person being bullied was like, you just made everything worse just leave leave yourself out of this this has nothing to do with you and then the person eventually like transferred away and Arata kind of like understands and kind of talks to her basically he gives I think the first inkling of like here's what really happened and here's what really emotionally scarred me of like you know but he doesn't like necessarily say exactly what it is because he can't tell her exactly what it is but he gives yeah. it in vague circumstances, but like I think the flashback very like fills in the blanks here, of like, because I think also it, earlier it doesn't give you everything because that's a later episode, right? Right. Uh, yeah. But I, I, I can't remember if this episode or if it's the episode we're gonna talk about in a little bit where like you see the first inkling of him like go like to his throat and like get really upset and uncomfortable I think it's a later episode but basically this is the first inkling he kind of tries to tell like of what really happened to him and obviously it's not exactly everything but once again it's a little bit more of like here's what really happened 
Bullying is bad. But not everything. But eventually, to tie everything back together, uh, Chizuru and Arata go to Hanukkah and basically like, hey, let's talk. Let's sit down. Let's figure out a way to, to get everything sorted out. So, like, they go to the volleyball club, sit down with Hanukkah, and then, like, her two friends come up, or, like, they go basically just, like, hey, where's she at? We should go home. And they overhear her talking about, like, you know, thinking that, you know, everything's her mistake, that she's, like, sad about everything. Uh, she has, like, all this, like, weight and pressure and everything because she's this athletically gifted person, and it's been this way since middle school. And all of that. So like they. They hear that and basically. They find Reina and Kazumi. And they bring them to the gym. And basically like hey. You're going to sit down and listen to this. And hopefully this fixes everything. Which basically that leads to. The next the episode. End the volleyball arc. The end of the volleyball arc. Correct. Where. I think basically kind of a lot more like we go into more detail like oh Honoka's like hey this is why I came to the school like because it's briefly mentioned I think a few episodes back like Arata's like why did you come to this school instead of like go to like a school where it's like actual sports related where you'd actually have like you know better teammates and everything and all that and and, like she kind of skirts around the answers like oh my friends came here that's why but here she basically gives the details of like when I was in middle school like everyone just basically thought you know, I was this gifted person, so, like, they just automatically thought I would just cruise them to victory, and no one really gave a crap about me. No one no one cared if I scored or not. Everyone else had fun while I was, just like, ostracized and felt with, like, filled with, like, dread and gloom about even going there. And then also, we get, like, more backstory about Chizuru and how, like, she, she talks about going from like school to school to school to school and having to like relearn about friendship and everything and basically doing that so many times it just like that emotion just dies off in you and that's why she's kind of the way she is and eventually and basically they have their talk they they go to leave and then like they open the door and everyone's just like sitting out there (laughs) they're just like uh (laughs) so Raina tries to run away, but Honoka tries to stop her, but isn't really able to. And then we we go to like the uh, the big volleyball tournament, which is this is the whole crux of the, the thing where Raina was supposedly supposed to be out up until the tournament, but Raina was like, well, even if I'm even if I was able to play, I would have like two weeks off of like not practicing or anything, so I'm just going to retire. That's what she tells the uh, the homeroom teacher, and who's also like their club advisor and all that sort of stuff. But she doesn't tell Rainer anything, I think, until that confrontation. And eventually, we get to the tournament, and everyone's there. Raina like Raina suits up at her house, gets into like the jersey and all that stuff, but doesn't leave. But everyone like everyone else is at the gymnasium and everything, like about to watch it. So they basically come up with a plan to like get her to go there. So Arata and Chizuru go to her place, which, which Rio conveniently messages Arata like, here's her address. You should go there. (laughs) (laughs) So they run to her place and basically Chizuru 
like just almost essentially talks down Raina and be like, stop being so stubborn. People care about you. Knock this shit off. Which is like a lot of growth from Chizuru. Yeah. Which helps Raina kind of like get out of her funk and then basically they get her to the gym in time for like the final set, which the team basically loses, but her and Honoka make up and become friends again and yada 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 yay they did lose though they did lose. <laughs> also the other or, or the others basically see Rio and on together and like and this is the point i think where art is like oh you two are together you want a date or something <laughs> <laughs> finally a chance to get back at them this leads us to the final episodes Yep. This one in particular is where we get a lot of Ooh. we get the the true Arata backstory unlock. Oh my god, it it's a tough episode. Because mm -hmm. finally we get the we get addressed of like what what has been traumatizing him this entire time, what made him leave his job, and what made him to kind of fall apart afterwards, essentially. And like Rio mentions at one point that he has that um Arata has like a really hard time even putting on like ties. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what you were hinting at earlier. Yeah, because there's a moment like in class or something, like he just he goes to his throat, like he doesn't really touch it. But like you could see like him like kind of like motioning to it and it makes him deeply uncomfortable. Yep. And I think that's kind of where you, you hear Rio being like or I think it's a little bit afterwards where Arata's like he goes up to Rio's like hey let's let's go talk like at, in class like during a break and he like they go out to this like courtyard or whatever you know the outside place where confrontations happen in anime <laughs> and he's like hey give me the drug that makes my appearance go back to normal for a day and Rio's like okay why he's like I gotta go visit a grave and Rio basically is like hey okay yeah you can do that, but I'm coming with you. And Arthur's like, no, no, you don't have to. You you don't need to be involved in this. And Rio's like, you remember the last time you were at that grave and you spent like the entire day there? I'm going with you. I'm going to make sure you don't do anything stupid. <laughs> and this is like, this is the point where you're talking about where you're like, he basically, he goes up to like choke him to choke Arata, but doesn't really like, he just goes like right to his throat and like kind of just like brushes up against it. And Arata freaks the fuck out. Yep. And this is where, like you said, you get that thing where, like, Rio kind of explains, like, oh, Arata couldn't even tie a tie, basically, because, like, he couldn't throw it all the way up there at one point. And basically, it kind of, like, eventually it, 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 it lessened, and it's why he basically doesn't wear his tie all the way tight on his uniform. Yep. But they get the drug, and then eventually they go out and visit Arata's... Uh, senpai's grave and this is where we get the backstory of you know they had worked together she had generic business place at generic business place <laughs> the work conditions there were very bad she uh, his his senpai had basically been like bullied because everyone was like out for themselves like they changed like the, the business basically changed the way like their pay grade was supposed to be so it made Instead of like, oh, here's some friendly competition between all of the employees. It made everyone out for themselves. It was like out for blood. Yeah. Literally in this case. And a lot of things basically transpired where like she would get blamed for things 
the male co-workers would basically chastise her because she was a woman. Mm-hmm. And Arata... He stands up. He stands up. He basically, yeah, he stands up to her or stands up for her at one point, and tries to get them to like knock that off, but it basically makes everything worse for her. And she's like, "Oh, don't worry about it. It's fine. Just don't do it again." And then, like, a short time later, he goes into the office, and then like walks in a door and finds her, finds her like as she hung herself in the office. So that's the emotional trauma that has basically plagued him and brought him to real life. But it gets worse because nobody cared that she she hanged herself. Yeah, like the boss is like, oh, you know, she clearly loved this place. It's why she chose this place to die. Like, she was so dedicated to this job. And like... All right, everybody back to work. Everyone back to work. And then like, he's like, everyone goes back to work like nothing happened. And he's like, what the f*** is wrong with you people? Like, how do you act like this? Someone just died here. And you're acting like nothing happened. So he just, like, runs to his desk and, like, starts writing a letter of resignation. And, like, the boss like, you think you can give me a letter of resignation after three months? Who do you think you are? You're nobody. You're a piece of trash. (laughs) I mean, Arta doesn't say this, but essentially he just, like, walks out and is like, go yourself. Yeah, it's pretty much just, like, he's throwing up the the middle fingers and walking out. So essentially he, so sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, so that is why he's, one, had issues getting a job is because he has that like three month job on his resume that people are like, oh, that's bad. You shouldn't have that. Mm-hmm. And he's also, I'm sure like not being able to tie the tie has affected like his appearance for job interviews. Yeah, He mentioned at one point, like he, like after he had left that job. He was supposed to, he had another job interview lined up and he went to go tie his tie. And basically, as soon as he did that, he like started throwing up and had to cancel the job interview. Yep. So it's, it's really, really messed with him. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't been able to, to really recover from that, that incident. Mm-mm. So, and that's basically why Rio had to come with him just to be like, hey, make sure he's okay. And also, like, he also does this as like a way to kind of help him. Because mm-hmm. you see in earlier on, like, he messages On about something. And th- it never shows exactly what it is. Except for, like, On's like, okay, I'll get right on that, essentially. So, like, they go to leave. Because basically, the entire time Art has been there, he's been, like, reminiscing about everything that happened. They walk past two other people going to the two same grave. Yeah. And they're basically, like, double taking, like, are you who we think you are? Are you Arta? And he's like, Yeah. And it's like these two other people who basically came into the company a year after he left. And they think of him like as like a legendary status. Like it's like, oh, for all the newcoming people, like you're you're an icon to us. You're amazing for what you did. Like the boss keeps calling like even still continues to refer to you today, like, oh, this punk kid who came in three months and left and blah blah blah. But what you did for standing up for yourself, for standing up for what you believed in, like it gave us hope. It gave us, it gave us like, it gave us an opportunity to do something that we might not think was possible with that job. And basically like, I think they talk about how it helped them move on and get like, or leave that place as well. And they're like, okay, well, you know, obviously you did it. Like, how did it go for you afterwards? <laughs> and 
he starts to be like, oh, yeah, I found a like, no, I nothing good happened. Like, you know, I spent like the last year just trying to find a new job, struggling with it, using part time jobs here and there. And like, it hasn't been easy, but like, I think essentially he kind of like comes to the conclusion that like, you know, the year the year has made him like it's helped him. It's made him like progress further changed to who he is which essentially is him kind of talking about like the real life program mm -hmm. but also he kind of comes to an understanding that like hey my actions were not in vain essentially like you know they had an impact they had a lasting impression on people who a year later come into the company and had no idea who i was but they know what i did they know they know essentially my legacy at this job now. And I think it probably confirms to him that he did the right thing. Right. Yeah, exactly. A hundred percent. And then eventually I guess they, like, they go home, they ride the train back and like Arta eventually automatically knows like you had an, you had a hand in this, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> this was part of your plan. <laughs> and Rio's like, yeah, yeah. Kind of was. But, he always has a hand in it. But like you said, I think it it definitely it was a good thing that Arta like met those people because, like you said, it it definitely reaffirmed for himself that like, you know, everything I've done so far wasn't just for nothing. Like, what I did was was the right thing I should have done. I shouldn't have stayed at that place and made myself into a escape. Like getting out of there was the right decision. It was a heavy episode. Yeah. Oh, buddy. Oh, buddy. Oh, buddy. Oh, buddy. Good thing we're just going to get real lighthearted for the last two episodes. Yep. Yep. We get into a happier arc. So essentially the penultimate episode revolves around Kazumi and Aruta being like, hey, you like Reina, don't you? You like Reina. Maybe you should do something you about it. You should do it. something about that. <laughs> Which begins basically by by Arata being like, "Hey, have you ever like? Do you have any feelings for anyone? Have you ever wanted to hold hands with a girl?" And he's like, "What? <laughs> I would never." He's like, "Wait, did I? Do I actually want to?" <laughs> I think at some point he's like, "Have you ever held hands with a girl?" And Arata's oh like, God. "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> so dumb it's so yeah it implies that way more has happened and so it makes kazuomi blush a lot <laughs> he's so pure-hearted he is so pure so so pure <laughs> so that basically begins this plan of like art like okay we're gonna finally get this guy to to do something about this because essentially they know like reina has the has feelings for him yep which, I mean, it's fairly obvious, except for everyone, except for Kazumi. <laughs> Too pure. Too pure. Uh, essentially, this comes to a head when, like, Kazumi's, like, walking home from work and basically sees Reina in, like, a family restaurant with some guy he doesn't know. And he's like, something's happened. Oh, no. I need to save her. <laughs> so he gets Arta to come to her. Or to come to him. And he's like, she's with someone I don't know. Something bad's probably happened. And Arta's like, What? They're in a restaurant. What are you talking about? <laughs> and then, like, 
the like Reina and this dude leave the restaurant and like she starts to like fall over and the dude catches her and Kazumi's like, "What are you doing? Get away from her!" And basically, the dude's like, "Oh, is this your friend? She was having heat stroke. I was just I just brought her to this restaurant so she could get a bunch of water." And Kazumi's like, "Oh." And the dude's like, she she basically was like, I was like, hey, do you want to ride to the station? She was like, eh, which granted, yeah. I don't get in the car with strange men. <laughs> I get on being apprehensive about wanting to get into a car with an old dude. That's fine. That works. Anyways, here you go. Make sure she's safe. Which. Have your friend. Bye, guys. Which the crux of it is, is like, that that dude is the same dude that Arta saw at the, at the cemetery. So yeah, he has to go run and hide. <laughs> I was so confused when he first showed up because I was like, wait a minute. I know that guy, but it, it was the dude from the cemetery. So Arz is like, oh, crap. So he like runs and hides behind the corner. And then when Scott's mommy does this thing, like he just leaves. He just like texts me. Yeah, it looks like you got this under control. Make sure she gets home. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Peace out. So he, he walks her home. And then basically that night he's like, oh, God, I have feelings for her. Because I think he texts Arta and he's like, what do I do? I like her. (laughs) It's so funny. This boy is so pure. He doesn't know what to do. And I think after that is like the next day of school, like they have this like meeting of like it's him, Arta, Chizuru, On, and Ryo. And it's like, all right, here's how we're going to get you to confess. Game plan. Game plan. So they come up with this idea of like, oh, we're going to invite everyone out to go see the fireworks at the summer festival. And then that's how we're going to do it. So basically, he invites everyone. He sends the text to Reyna. And she's like, oh, he's inviting me? Oh. And then she she texts uh, Hanukkah and Cheezer is like, oh, my God, he, he's inviting me to go see the fireworks. And they're, they're like, yeah, he invited us too. <laughs> and then she gets so upset because she thinks that it's just like, a group thing and not actually any kind of feelings, but he's just bad at this. <laughs> and I think this is also like where she's like, all right, this is where I'm going to confess to him. And these points are going to converge on the finale. Which is called confession. I wonder what I will happen wonder. in confession. Hmm. Hmm. So basically, uh, the girls go out to go buy uh, the fancy dress. Yukata? Yukata, yes. Exactly. That that word. <laughs> and also, like, Chizuru and Honoka are, like, giving advice to Rina to figure out a good way to get, the, get him, get her and him alone so they can do this confession thing. And basically, that's the plan for, like, everyone. It's like, all right, eventually, at some point, we need to get these guys alone. They need to do this already. (laughs) And also, this is the episode where things basically diverge Mm -hmm. from the manga. Oh. So, since you have recently watched this, and I have not, Mm -hmm. explain to me, can you explain to me the subject one reveal um i'm trying to remember exactly how they do it because it it wasn't 
I had already figured it out by this point. Right. I figured it out way, way early. And I think I figured it out by like what? Halfway through at least. At least halfway through, maybe earlier than that. I honestly don't remember how they pull it off, but it's it's probably just like um like a memory montage thing because she can't tell anybody about it. Which is which is strange. Considering how the manga does it, but we'll get to that after we talk about this episode. Uh, basically, fireworks, summer festival stuff, all that jazz. We get people hanging on arms. People hanging on arms. Arta gets jealous. He does get jealous. <laughs> basically, uh, the confession happens. Yep, that was cute. Those two really finally really get cute. together. Yay! It's funny because Reina and Kazuami—they're both like awful at this, so they're like. <laughs> I was going to confess my feelings, but I was going to confess my feelings. This was supposed to happen with this. What do we do? Let's touch hands. <laughs> Which I guess this is also different from the manga because the manga is... The confession doesn't happen during the festival. It happens after it. Ah. Because um, that's why Aruta and Chizuru walk, walk home together, quote unquote. Hey. Because Chizuru's like, hey, come with me. We're going to go spy on them and watch their confession. <laughs> And then after, and then basically after that is like she, because Chizuru wanted to go see that because she actually wanted to see if what if love was what her feeling was, and uh-huh. then her and Arta kind of have like this heart to heart of like him being like, okay, well you know, you're a strange girl, but like you're someone I'm never gonna be able to forget, <laughs> which of course is for him, you know, it's heartbreaking because she's going to he forget him, so. yeah. yeah. Because after real life, you know, everyone that he's interacted with will have their memory wiped and all that jazz. And I guess that's where the anime ends is like, is them having that moment together? Yep. So here's where the manga diverges. So the the reveal doesn't happen during the festival. It happens very shortly after, essentially. Um, and it's, it's basically inspired by this conversation, basic, essentially. So, after the festival and everything, I think there's like a little bit of downtime, like everyone kind of coming back together and, and the others telling them like, hey, we we got the confession done. Everyone's like, oh, thank God. <laughs> uh, the reason that Chizuru wanted to walk with Ryo at the festival is because she wanted to ask him something. Oh. And then she's basically like, hey, come meet me at school the next day. And... They meet up at school, and the question she poses to Rio is, is Arata a member of the Real Life program? And that's how you get the reveal that she's subject one. So she knows. Well, she thinks she knows. Oh, because he can't answer. But Rio's like, hey, I can answer that for you, but that means if he is one, all of his memories are going to get erased immediately, and he's going to get kicked out of the program. Is that what you want? Hmm... And, because I don't think this is this is in the anime at all, this is also the reveal that An is going to be her handler for the second semester. Uh, no, that doesn't happen. Yeah, which is a bummer, because like that's immediately right after. And that basically kind of goes into like, oh, well, Ryo had been, had been Shizuru's handler for the first time through her real life. And essentially to get, get basically the real life to agree to get her to go through again... He would take on both Arata and Shizuru for the first semester, and then they would cycle on in second semester 
and he would then fully go over to Arata. Ah. Huh. And that's how that goes down. That's why anything about her training is a lot of air quotes. I see. Because, like, because I think, like, there's also a moment there where they get the, they go do a flashback of the reveal of, like, one of, like, the real-life higher-ups is being, like, all right, here's what's going to happen for this semester. It's going to be, Rio, you're getting, you're getting Arata, and then On, you're going to get Chizuru soon afterwards, and, like, and On's, like, devastated because she thought she was going to be Arata's handler, mm-hmm. and, like, they have this moment together, the two of them, like, in the present, where, like, On's, like, I was real sad back then, but now I'm, like, real happy with the way things have gone. And I don't remember if this is in the anime or not either. The One of the reasons that they pick Arata and they give Chizuru a second chance is that they believe, and they put them two into the same class together, is they believe having them two together will make a benefit for both of them. Especially, uh, no, that's not in the anime especially for Chizuru, so she can yeah. get her second chance. So that's why everything is so like neatly compacted together in that way. Why they're in the same class, why the handlers are in the same class, all that. But yeah, like and those things are just like kind of like really like immediately like, right after where the anime ends for the manga essentially. Mm-hmm. Those are big things that like the anime kind of misses out on just because it's only 13 episodes. And it's another reason why like, you know, we talked about this at the beginning of the episode like hey, there's there's four episodes that are going to come out in a couple of months that are supposed to wrap up the anime and how do you do that? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, having not read the rest of the manga, I don't know what they're going to do. Um, but cause there's a lot of stuff. Yeah. As a self-contained anime though, I feel like this really works. Yeah. Like, and I think they have to kind of change the ending a bit just to make it so that way to not leave any of that kind of like, unanswered questions because a lot of like these types of shows that are like 12 to 13 episodes that are adaptations of manga Mm -hmm. aren't great at being adaptations because you're only getting that brief brief chunk of story right and the manga goes on for like way longer so like it's only just like a, a it's a brief taste of what the story could be but then obviously it's only 12 episodes you don't really get a full conclusion and you know more than likely this show's never going to get, like, another season. It's never going to wrap all the way up to the end of the manga, so you will never get the full conclusion of the story. It reminds me of how, like, they did Nozaki-kun's ending. Right, yeah. Because it was different from how the scene goes down in the manga, but at the same time, like, it was a good way to end the anime because it, as the anime itself, it worked. It made sense. Um, And I feel like it's the same way with this. Right. That it's a good way to end what they had. Yeah. And I completely agree. Like, it just, it's its definitely a thing of, like, man, I don't know how you, you compact everything else that happens in this series into four episodes. Like, what do you cut? Mm. I guess one of the things, there is something I, I would probably think they could cut and maybe get away with, because there's a long, there's a long arc of uh, Reina and uh, Kazuomi having relationship problems. Always Reina. But mostly it's actually Kazuomi's fault because he's embarrassed about his family life and doesn't want, like, Reina to find out about it and ah. doesn't understand a way to, like, tell her. And they mm-hmm. have, like, this huge drama about that, which I could understand, like, that that might get cut. Yeah. 
But everything else is going to be... Mm. It's going to be tough. When is this supposed to come out? Uh, Around March. This has a date oh, okay. of like March 21st, but I don't know if that's official or not. But yeah, mid-March. It's, it's basically around the same time the manga ends. Okay. Interesting. Color me intrigued. Color you intrigued. Which, excuse me, <laughs> my voice cracked there. <laughs> Given all that you know so far about this series. Yeah. And that you know like the, the series is basically about to wrap up. Yeah. Do you have any, like, are there any ideas or things that you want out of the series that happen in the gap that you don't know yet? Oh, man. I don't even know. Um, one thing that I, I, my brain really wants to happen, but I'm not sure will happen, is, like, Rio and On totally need to date because they're <laughs> great. Um, they're, they're both just, like, they have a good, they have a good vibe. Um, I don't know. Like I, I've, I've told you that it's frustrating to me that they don't know that each other are in the in the which, same program. Which essentially, after Chizuru has that revelation, that is the crux of the series from that point on. Oh, I bet. All the way till now. <laughs> and so, like that to me. I need that resolution somehow, um, but I don't know how it's going to happen. But mainly, those are the two things: is I just need relationships to work out, and I don't know. I don't know. I really don't. I hope that we get more like backstory on Chizuru than we have, because we have some about like her school life. I believe you we don't do. know much about. Huh? I believe you do. Okay, because, yeah, we don't know much about her as an adult. And from the anime, anyway. And so I think that'd be cool to to find out more about, like, why she's there as an adult. I mean, obviously, I don't remember, like, fully, but I, I believe afterwards you do get more of, like, the backstory of, like, why she entered the real-life program and all that sort of stuff. Okay, rad. That'd be nice. Um, And, and like, I think for clarification, like... At the time of this recording, like, the manga is at the point where both Arata and Chizuru have finished the real-life program. Okay. So that means we have another two months of, like, who knows what. Oh, my God. And also, there was a, there was a cliffhanger at the end of uh, the latest chapter, which has me very curious. Oh, man. I'm going to have to read this now. You, like, you very much are. Pretty much what I'm going to do to stay awake until like 9 o'clock is once we get off this, I'm just going to read it. It's <laughs> a good idea. Yep. I mean, there is a... There's specifically a thing that happens around Christmas time in the series that I like legitimately like pop for. Like I got like super excited and I was like fist pumping when it happened. Oh, snap. Because <laughs> it was just like, oh... I'm sure I'll be excited too. I just like there are certain things in in this that like I can't. I think my brain isn't working right now. We've been up since like you've been up since seven in the morning. I've been up since six thirty. It's, it's it's an excuse. Can I talk about the dub? Yes, yes, please do. Um, so I don't know. I didn't look it up because I'm a terrible co-host. I didn't look up who the voice actor was, but the guy who plays Arata in the dub is legitimately amazing. 
amazing. You just like because... him because he's Frankenstein in the Code Realized dub as well. Oh, right, right. Oh, he is perfect. But um, no, he just like straight up pulls the best sass in the entire universe. Like if you want a sassy voice character in anime, like hire this guy immediately <laughs> because he pulls it off. He is fantastic. And he, he pulls off the kind of like bewildered sense of this because obviously Arts is a little over his head at the beginning mm-hmm. and even in the end sometimes. Um, but he just does a phenomenal job. He's, he's just so sassy. And um, Chizuru's voice is interesting because she is very monotone and she has somewhat of a low voice, so she kind of sounds like robotic. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's really a good thing for her because it pulls off that awkwardness really, really well. Um, those are the two that I feel like are really stand out, which is important because they're two of the main characters. Um, Were you aware that the uh, voice actor for Rio is also the Danganronpa anime dub of everyone's favorite <laughs> face, Byakia Togami? Oh my god, it makes total sense now that you've said it. <laughs> oh my god, it makes complete sense. <laughs> Because he does have kind of that like stuffy air to him. It, oh, mind blown, perfect. <laughs> but yeah, like I haven't, I haven't seen the dub, but you've shown me clips, mm-hmm. and I've been like, yeah, that, that seems good. Yeah, because um, Rio in the dub kind of comes across as like he has that sense of like I'm, I'm a little bit better than you, and he has he puts on airs a bit. So right. having Biakio's voice is perfection. Um, obviously it's not the exact same voice that he uses, but, right, right. um, it, it's, it's good. Oh man, that makes me so happy. <laughs> uh, also one thing we should mention, mm-hmm. there is a live action version. I have heard about this. That they made of this series that apparently has its own original ending. Oh my God. Which I like. Like we were talking about how it was it seems hard to fit all of this into like thirteen episodes and then four more episodes afterwards. Like how do you fit this story into a movie? Yeah, like an hour and a half at yeah. best. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, that seems that seems tough. Yeah. But also like neither of us have seen it, so like we can't vouch for like the quality of it or or if it's any good or if that original ending's any good. But it's out there if you are interested in checking that out. I don't know. I feel the same way about this as I do like Yoka. Like, I, I don't understand how you could fit the good stuff of, of this anime and that anime into a movie. Right. Because you're going to miss a whole lot. It's one of those things I'll have to check out then. Eventually. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, there are certain things that you just don't need to check out. Like, there's a live action Attack on Titan. You don't need to check that out. I mean, to be f- also, just don't watch Attack, Attack, Attack on Titan in the first place. True. But to be fair, like, I did, I think, watch the trailer of that. And from the trailer, it looked better than that Hioka live action movie. So, well, the Hioka live action movie <laughs> looks like terrible bad. So, at least it has um, that going for it. So, yeah. 
There's that. Death Note live action has uh, Shuya from Battle Royale as the lead. Why Why did they get the him for the Netflix one? Oh my god, don't <laughs> even talk about the Netflix one. Don't even know. Ugh. So anyway, live action anime. It's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Probably shouldn't happen. <laughs> uh, is there anything else you want to mention or should we wrap this up? I got nothing really. Um, I need to read the manga, but no, I mean, I was really, really impressed. And once you like originally gave me a list of anime, like, hey, maybe you should watch these. This was one of the first that stuck out to me. Like, oh, that seems like something interesting. It's got a really bizarre concept. Mm-hmm. It stuck to that. It's still very bizarre, but I enjoyed it a lot. And like it's it's a really really solid anime. It's very dubs good too. Yeah, it. I think it's. I think the key thing is it's like. It's surprising and how well it is. It is surprising, and we've mentioned it before. It's so rare that you get an anime with like an adult protagonist, even if he is like in the body of a seventeen-year-old. Um, it's really, really rare that you get things like worrying about jobs and worrying about like, how am I going to pay my rent? Yeah. And I appreciate that kind of thing. Um, and I I feel like there need to be more stories like that Mm -hmm. because watching like, okay, these high schoolers are doing this again. Yay. Like sometimes (laughs) it can get old, but, um, I, I, I really appreciate anime that like hey you want an adult pro tag here you go this guy's 27 <laughs> like all right he's a loser but i'll take him i mean that's a seal of approval if i've ever heard one right <laughs> <laughs> they should just use that as their marketing slogan put that on the box funimation right Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. That's going to do it for this episode. <laughs> it is. <laughs> well, if you would like more from us, go to SeasonalAnimeCheckup.com or SAC.cool for past episodes of this podcast and other podcasts as well, like Seasonal Anime Checkup and Jared and Al watch Sailor Moon Crystal, where we watch Sailor Moon Crystal. And you can also, also find columns and reviews on the site as well. If you want more from Anladium, go to Anladium.com, where you can find cool columns and reviews from her. You can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash anime checkup, where Twitter happens. Mm-hmm. And you can support our podcast on Patreon, patreon.com slash S-A-C-O-V-A. Throw a dollar at cool. us and be like, whoa, you guys are cool. And be like, yeah, yeah. you're cool. And you can, We like you. And Finger you, guns. <laughs> and you can hear this episode and other episodes that are up there uncensored and unedited which have just like weird stuff in them like me yelling at cats like owl yelling at cats true you get all <laughs> that fun stuff uh next week is something i think we had an idea but i'll be honest with you i can't remember what it was I, yeah same uh, but I know that we went through a list of like, this is what we're going to do for the month of January. This is going to be great. <laughs> and now it's just like. That was a few weeks ago. And now it's just like, ah. Uh, yeah. It, it, 
I forget. It'll look, be something. Have to look at the list. I'm sure it'll be great. Yeah. So look forward to whatever we do next week. And uh, don't take scary pills that turn you into a 17-year-old. I mean, maybe do it. Or maybe do it. I don't know. Depending on your circumstance. <laughs>